This podcast is brought to you by the Wharton School at the University of Pennsylvania. BlackRock CEO Larry Fink said earlier this week in a letter to CEOs and clients that companies need to consider climate change as part of their long-term strategies. He added that it was also going to change the future of the finance industry with potential changes expected to his firm moving forward. The statement is a significant one, which could have also an impact on the companies that BlackRock invests in. Catherine Klein is a management professor here at the Wharton School and also vice Dean of the Social Impact Initiative, and she joins me here in studio. Great to see you again. Good to see you. Uh, I, I think when this letter came out, and then he subsequently did a, a TV interview, this caught a lot of people off guard that he would come out and make this statement. But since then, we have seen other CEOs and other companies basically make the same type of statement. So it seems like this is starting to be an all-in process right now. This is, I think you're right. It is starting to be an all-in process. It's interesting because it's a pretty significant change for BlackRock. So you know, Larry Fink has talked about sustainability. He's talked about responsibility. But their voting record, for example, on you know, climate-based initiatives has been terrible and has been much criticized. And they are signaling that they're really going to change their tune, that BlackRock is going to change its tune so why do you change th- its behavior. Why do you think now? What is it that, that, that all of a sudden the light switch has gone on with Larry Fink to change this mindset? I think that's a really interesting question and, uh, and one I've been thinking about because um, I think there are just larger implications. So what do I think is going on? Uh, I think there's a groundswell of, uh, you know, interest uh, in climate um, and the very fact that we can all feel it and see it and see it in the news and see the fires in Australia and mm-hmm. see flooding and so on. So first of all, there it's super clear, tangible, obvious right in front of our face. Uh, secondly, I think that there's been a, a lot of pressure and targeted pressure on BlackRock to change its tune. Very interesting. And I think third... The financial performance implications have become increasingly clear that, uh, you know, considering environmental sustainability is not only not harmful for your investments, but is actually a good idea. So when it's, you know, when you think about those three factors, intense pressure, very clear, tangible evidence right in front of our face and, and a strong financial argument. It's about time. Well, and obviously what's going on in Australia right now uh, not only is impacting the environment, but it is going to impact the economic bottom line of a lot of companies. Oh, my God. Yeah. And, and obviously lots of people lots in, of, in, in that country. I mean, the expense is, right, enormous. Yeah. Enormous. Right. And and cities and businesses are not well prepared. And, and I, you know, I think we're there. The hope is that this is indeed a, a, a wake-up call. What do you think then th- this means for the future of a company like BlackRock and other investment firms in terms of their ideas about sustainable investing? And you mentioned it, it's been talked about, but it hasn't been acted upon probably as much as, as a lot of people would like to see occur. Well, I think that's really it. It's a, um, let me tell you what makes me hopeful and then what makes me less hopeful. One thing that makes me hopeful and I think is very interesting in this letter is that there's a level of specificity. In this letter, there's a level of accountability. Right. We're going to do the following things. We're going to exit from these kinds of companies. You know, We're going to create funds that do the following. So that's a lot more specific than we need to take, you know, pay more attention to long-term financial performance, for example. Yeah. So that makes me hopeful because it allows us to, to allows people to uh, 
keep BlackRock, hold BlackRock accountable. Um, you know, I think the thing that's worrisome is that there's a lot of greenwashing out there. Sure. There's a lot, you know, and these are really complicated issues. And companies may be doing, you know, investment companies that um, BlackRock and others are investing in may be very good on some dimensions and lousy on other dimensions. Right. Um, so it's it's hard stuff. But we've seen a lot of companies that, that have started to make the investments in sustainability yep. uh, on a variety of different levels. What's unique about this is, is here is a massive company massive. that that invests in all of these companies, right. which goes probably in part to your comment before about the pressure that maybe is being put on BlackRock a little bit. Yes. That that BlackRock has this recognition of all these other companies that that are maybe doing. Not everybody has done it yet, but but there is a there is kind of like it feels like you're you just went from the first step to maybe the second step on the stairs right. with, with this type of a, a move. Yes, I think that's right. And I think it's, I mean, it's also fascinating to me uh, and to, to realize how much those who are concerned about climate change have thought. You know, they're thinking, okay, it, I mean, I, and I think this makes sense, right? We're moving up the ladder from, hey, people, recycle more of your of your bottles and cans. Right. To uh, you know, up in a step. Hey, companies, what are you doing? Right. Up an even higher level is, hey, BlackRock, you know, largest asset manager in the world. We're putting pressure on you to use your power to make a difference. Yeah. Um, one thing uh, that I uh, that I would recommend if people are interested in this this topic and interested in how activists are moving moving the needle and what kind of pressure BlackRock has been under. There's um, uh, an initiative, and you can find it at BlackRock'sBigProblem.com. Uh, very interesting to look at BlackRock'sBigProblem.com. Actually, the uh, uh, and you know there's it, 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 under the title of this website. Just looking at it, there is quote there is one company that contributes more to climate destruction than almost anyone else on Earth. Okay, that's pretty big pressure on yeah. on you know on on BlackRock and and Larry Fink. Um, I will also say, on a, on a more personal note, I was at a meeting re uh, recently where there were some of the research staff um, at, at BlackRock. You know, they have people who are really knowledgeable, really smart, and really committed. Yeah. Now, you know, I don't know how, how much that is that um, cuts across the entire company, but there are people in, in BlackRock who care deeply about these issues. It's and, not just window dressing, I hope. And, and, it, and it's not only that it's important for the environment, but as we've talked about on this channel over the last couple of years, there are elements of becoming invested in these companies that can be profitable for these companies as well. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. And you know, the evidence is just increasingly strong that ESG, integrating a you know, mindset and uh, standards around ESG, right, environmental, social and government standards leads to better investment returns. Yeah. And you know, I think that was that was my point about why is, you know, Larry Fink, why is BlackRock taking action now? I think the financial case is, is quite clear. You know, if you look at the the S and P five hundred energy sector compared to the S and P overall, it, you know, it hasn't performed well. So, you know, someone could argue like if you don't take action now on something that is abundantly clear, affects us all, and and hey, there seems to be a financial upside yeah. to paying attention to these issues. When would you? Pay attention. To I, these I guess. Issues. I guess the important thing then is going to be, and and obviously making the statement is one thing. Absolutely. But actually putting your feet to the ground and and doing something about it yes. is going to be the next step. And and you kind of alluded to this a moment ago. It's going to be now that people like Larry Fink and, and Satya Nadella made 
basically the same statement last night. Right. That it's going to be incumbent on them to make sure that their companies follow through on this. Yes. And, and make the changes necessary so that you can be a company that is actually making a difference in this area. Right. I, that is that is right. And there are real challenges in this. And I'm, I'm looking at the, uh, the, the letter, um, this from Larry Fink. And I'll, let me just read the three headlines in this letter. Yeah. Because um, the first one is getting more attention, which is yep. climate risk is investment risk. Yep. We've talked about that. Yep. Um, the second one is uh, improved disclosure for shareholders. And the third headline here is accountability and transparent capitalism. Yeah. You know, I applaud those other head, those other headlines, but they are real challenges to get yeah. to get. You know, if BlackRock is serious about pushing the companies it invests in for clearer and transparent disclosure, and you know, at, at later points in this, you know, greater transparency on questions of sustainability, but they also mention diversity. You know, those things will make a difference. Um, and but activists problems, and others have a lot of work to do to push companies on these fronts. And have been problems for, for quite a long period of time as well. Yeah, absolutely. So the, then I, when you talk about moving beyond just the sustainability and you talk about diversity, then you're talking about the structure of your company, mm-hmm. who's involved in your company, mm-hmm. the thought process yeah. that is being brought forward and being pitched in managerial meetings, right. in C-suite right. meet, meetings as well. That's fundamental change. That's that's sig- potentially right. Significant fundamental change. Yes, I I don't, I don't know that it's any more fundamental than than a, a focus on environmental sustainability, which is going to choose for many companies have major strategic implications. But yeah, these, but, but both of these, and I you know I think we are again when I'm when I'm hopeful about what I'm seeing here. It's uh, because as a vice dean for social impact, who cares about the business, the business impact and the business case for impact. What makes me hopeful is that there is more specificity and accountability in these statements. It's it's moving from a general sense of, yeah, this is a good idea. To It's a good idea. And here's what it would mean. And here's what the implications are. And here's what the metrics are. Yeah. If we move to that, I think we get, you know, I think I think we, we change practice. But as I said, there's all there is. You know, with the pressure to for companies to improve on these dimensions, comes a fear that companies will engage in what people are calling greenwashing, impact washing, and so on. You know, window dressing. So, how then, with these statements specifically for, from these people, mm-hmm. how then do you gauge whether or not it is greenwashing? How do you how, how what are those criteria that that you and other people that are very interested in this have to focus on? That, that will be the red flag coming right up. I think those are really good questions, and I'm not enough of an expert on environmental standards to, to tell you that. I will say that there are specifics in the, in the, the CEO, uh, you know, Fink's letter about exiting investments. So let's see what you're exiting. Yeah. Um, you know, there are uh, specifics about voting against, quote, unquote, voting against management teams that are not making progress on sustainability. Yeah. That's a wiggle. You know, that's wiggly, right? That's a do we invest in, in really damaging con- uh, companies, environmentally damaging companies that are getting better yeah I don't know you know so um, I, I do think that there's there is it's clarity that's we need clarity on this way and that's a place where we need environmental experts and activists to continue the pressure and continue educating us all about it. like how do you how do you know these things but seemingly one of the areas that that I, I think already has drawn focus and it has been for some time will be the coal industry absolutely and, and the connections that BlackRock 
has to the coal industry and what that relationship is going to be moving forward. Yeah, absolutely. And it will be, you know, it will be very interesting to to see. There's a there's a, a, a group called the Climate Action 100 Plus Investor Coalition. Yeah. And uh, BlackRock recently joined them. But if you look at their 2019 report from this Climate Action 100 Plus Coalition, it says, you know, front and center, again, on their website, BlackRock voted against all of the U.S. shareholder proposals backed by this group. Yeah. So they're taking specific action, and we shall see what it means in the boardrooms and, and in their investment portfolios. I, I think it's safe to say that maybe the term we use here is cautiously optimistic. That works for me. That works for me. That's that's right. And then we'll come back to this in a few months and see see what happens. Absolutely. And, you know, yeah. I think the progression, I mean, it's a very interesting thing to look at the progression of thanks letters to, to shareholders, to CEOs over time. I mean, this is a real yeah. – he yeah. got a lot of attention from his letter two years ago speaking about uh, broader social responsibility of companies. This is a level of, of greater specificity focusing on the environment. You know, when, It's interesting to see the progress and to see what it means. Great seeing you again. Good to see you. Thank, Thank you. Thank you. Catherine Klein, uh, Management Professor and Vice Dean of the Social Impact Initiative here at the Wharton School. To keep engaged with Wharton Business Daily and other Wharton School shows, visit businessradio.wharton.upenn.edu.